Witches and Bitches, I'm your host Michelle, and yet again I'm doing another episode by myself. Um, <clears throat> unfortunately, Jamie, of course, is busy, so I will go over the small announcements. Um, if you guys want to support us, you can start with monthly donations on Patreon, which will allow us to create engaging content, which can be... Wow. Wow. <laughs> Um, which can be accessed on more platforms. We'll post the link in the description below. Uh, you can send us a voice message on Anchor, and this can allow us to hear what you have to say, and you may be featured on a future episode. Make sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts, or, you know, just listen, download, whatever. That helps us a ton, and our podcast will show up more when people search for us. Our Etsy shop is now open at Spiritual Friends Shop, and all proceeds will, of course, go to our podcast. So... As you guys have probably read in the description of what this episode is, it's going to be another look at Wizardology. It's been a hot minute since I've done these, so I think the next two episodes are just going to be Wizardology, or maybe I'll switch it up and do something else, I don't know. But <clears throat> let us go over Wizardology Chapter 4 and see what this chapter has to show us. Now, as you guys know, these ones are a little bit shorter, so sorry about the length. I know I really want them to be longer, but, you know, they are what they are. <laughs> um, so, chapter four is a wizard's robes and tools. Um, it says, without a wand to direct our wizardly work, we are like a conductor without a baton. And the subline orchestra of our magical practice dissolves into a shocking uh, co company of unruly disharmony. Um, no, that's not really true. You don't really need a wand. A wand is great to f help focus your energy and your power, but it's not like 100% necessary to be able to, to function. Once again, I have the sniffles because of allergies, <laughs> so I may have to blow my nose. I don't know. But a wand is not necessary 100%. <clears throat> The apprentice must realize that a wand is a precision tool. It must be carefully constructed from the kind of wood associated with the spell to be performed, and may also need the addition of a gemstone feather or another element. That's true. It should be associated with the wood um, that can be associated with the spell, um, but sometimes you can't always do that. Like, if I could, I would have one wand of every single wood so that I'm prepared for every single spell. But that's not always the case. That's not always realistic. Um, so I think that it's best to just kind of get a wand you vibe with and then just kind of use that for your spells. Because I have two wands. I have one for the wedding um, that we had gone through. And then I have another one that I've, I've used pretty much the entire time but the thing is I connect more with one of them than the other one and I mean I've worked more with that one too so that would make sense but you don't always need like a specific kind of wood to to like associate with that spell sometimes you can just do it like without the wand or you know I do spells just without anything sometimes like that's in my opinion those are the best spells you don't have to do shit <laughs> but it is what it is um, you can also attach a gemstone, feather, or whatever other element you want to attach to it. You can do that too. I've seen those. Those are very popular. Um, but it's not necessary. <laughs> uh, a similar rule applies to a wizard's robes. 
which must be of the correct color. Ooh, they spell color the, the way that um, the British spell it. I love that. For example, red robes are associated with spells <clears throat> used to chastise careless apprentices. <laughs> what? As are the metal known as iron, the planet Mars, and stout rod or staff or birch. Okay. Uh, let's get into this. Robes are not necessarily always worn unless it is a special occasion. If you're in a coven, there's a hundred reasons why you would wear robes, but usually you don't. I really haven't worn robes. Usually I do spells skyclad or naked as um, <laughs> if you have listened to our episode about witchy terms, then you would know that means naked. Um, but, yeah, I'm really confused about the color red using to chastise apprentices. I, I mean, I guess they're associating it with Mars, which has also been associated with war. But red is typically used for, like, love spells. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, let's see. And I've never really seen a rod or staff or anything like that. So, it is what it is. But every single person is different. This is just me. This is just what I've seen, what I know. So, yeah. Um, it says a wand is a precise tool, while a staff is a jack of all trades. Once again, never seen a staff. We don't really use staffs. <laughs> Gestures with hand, wand, or staff serve to focus magical force. Yes, so it's to focus your force. You can use your hand, you can use a wand, I suppose if you fucking want to, you can use a staff. Um, but that's kind of odd. <laughs> so, a wizard in his power. Dressed in magnificent robes and equipped with a staff or wand, the wizard may easily demonstrate his arcane mastery to any whining apprentices who doubt him. I'm sorry, but this whole book sounds like a boomer is talking. Like, I don't want to be rude or anything, but, like, what the fuck, dude? Um, <clears throat> look, if I walk in and, like, there's a dude who is claiming to, like, be a witch and or wizard, and, um, he's in there in his robes with a staff, I'm probably gonna look at him funny, if I'm being honest. Um, okay, so let's see what they have for figures. They seem to have some information about wands over here. Figure one. An oaken wand. Figure two, a U wand. And figure three, a hazel staff. So those are three really good um, woods to use. Those are actually like three, and I believe it mentioned birch here too. Those are the nine sacred trees. Those are pretty safe to, to use. My wand is made out of ebony, and the other one's made out of rosewood. I recommend wood, but you can use anything that you want to. Some people use resin. Some people make theirs out of, like, other kinds of plastic. Some people have even made theirs out of clay. They can be really pretty. <laughs> it just kind of depends. So, let's see what it says for wands. Oak is useful for spells involving creativity, yew for healing, and hazel for divination. Olive wood helps to bring about rec recon reconciliations, while the wood of rose... Lends itself perfectly to matters of the heart. <clears throat> so I'm not sure what all the woods are for. However, 
we will have an episode discussing the nine sacred woods um, eventually in the grimoire files which is an exciting episode but anyway so I can definitely say that rose does lend itself to matters of the heart and that's why the rosewood one that we have was used during the wedding because it's a matter of the heart <laughs> but the rest of these I'm not entirely sure so let's see what it says with making a wand. Depending on the type of magic you wish to work, seek out a suitable tree on the night of a new moon. Politely ask for the ask the tree and its owner for permission to cut a branch. Okay, I do like the idea that they have, you know, ask the tree and the owner. I don't know how that would work nowadays if you're just like, hey, so I need to come by <laughs> tomorrow night around midnight and uh i need to just get a tree branch is that cool with you <laughs> um also there's a there's a whole debate about cutting a branch versus taking one off the ground which you can decide for yourself like the whole like cutting the live tree and you know cutting trees and then there's taking a piece that's already been cut you have to ask the tree either way but, you know, it's kind of what are your morals and ethics around that. So, it says step one, cut a straight branch. Cut two, remove twigs and leaves. Three, whittle into a wand shape. Well, I hope y'all know how to whittle. Apparently this book, just, you know how to whittle. Okay. It says an athame or wizard's knife must be used to cut the wand which may be then finished with crystal stones and symbols. I'm glad they mentioned an athame. An athame is like a sacred um, tool used for cutting things um, and putting like, you know, sacred symbols like into, into your wand or carving symbols into your candle or something like that. We discussed it in the episode talking about <laughs> the different witchcraft terminology. And that was a really fun episode. So, yeah, um, you can use an athame. It would be great to use an athame because then you're getting to know your athame and your wand, like, kind of at the same time. And it just makes it that much more magical. Okay, so let's go on to the next page because we've got two pages here. That was page one. I feel like that had, like, low-key some useful information, but, like, robes? <laughs> no. And I've never seen a staff either. I think it's interesting how it's like making a wand, but there's not making a staff because no one uses a staff. Okay, so right now I have this thing that you open up and it's like a fairy flag, I guess. I'm not entirely sure. The fairy flag. What? Um, the fairy flag. The flag must be waved outdoors by starlight in a place that is near the source of running water. Carrying a small piece of the flag about your person may provide, um, a modicum of magical protection. What? Okay, so the, it's just a piece of really nice paper. That's all that it is. Um, I don't think fairies have a flag. <laughs> Last that I've checked... I don't know why they throw that in here with wizards like robes and tools. It just seems like it's kind of random. And I thought that they had an, uh, a page about 
magical creatures, I would put that, I would much rather put that there than here. Um, but there's no flag. There are ways to attract the Fae if you want to have a conversation with the Fae or make a deal with the Fae. Not advised, but you know, you do you. <laughs> it says wave with care. Um, this just seems really random. It seems like they ran out of things to put here or information to put in here and just kind of threw that in. But, ah, uh, we have a whole episode on the Fae. If you guys want to go and look at that, then you can go find our episode about the Fae. And, um, yeah. They have magical beasts. I'm trying to see if they have... Yeah, they have magical items. Maybe they don't. Maybe I'm just crazy. Maybe they don't have that. <clears throat> huh. It seems like they don't have it. Alright. Carrying on. Oh, it, sa it says more about the fairy flag. This scrap of material is all that remains of an enchanted banner. My fairy father gifted my mother before he returned to his own folk. Like the famous fairy flag of the Mayclaude clan that is kept in their stronghold of Dunvegan, it has the power to bestow three wishes upon its owner. Two of these wishes have been used up. You must be very careful with what you wish for with the third, as it is likely that the flag's magical potency remains strong. Are you prepared for your wish to come true? Weird, and I've never heard of that before. <laughs> Ever. Um... I've never heard of that. This is just some nonsense. So going on to the Athame, I'm glad they have that in here. This is a wizard's knife or Athame. It's used, its use, its uses in spellcraft are numerous, including the one fashioning spell that reads, I shall not cut for self alone. I shall not <laughs> cut to blood or bone. I cut that my wand may live the powers thine, not mine to give. I mean, I guess you could use that spell, but it's kind of odd <laughs> and not very specific. And it's great that it rhymes and sounds all cutesy and stuff like that, but you want something that's a little more specific and it doesn't have to rhyme at all. Okay. A wizard's wardrobe. Here we fucking go. Wizards are not creatures of fashion, but dress according to the customs and usage of their own countries. Good lord. Here we go. A western wizard. Western wizards wear simple tunics and wo wood woolen cloaks. Some have a curious weakness for conical hats. No. I live in the western side. No. No one does that. Ara Arabian sage. Arabian sages use their proximity, to, their proximity to the silk road to full advantage. Dressing in a range of showy fabrics. I don't think so. I think that that's bullshit too. And the last one's probably bullshit as well. So we're not even going to go ahead and go with that. Let's see what they say for headwear. From the four corners of the globe. Pointy, twirly, curly. No. No, no, no. The rest of this is just kind of bullshit. It's just kind of something to put in the book to be like, ha, ha, ha. But this book does have some um, pieces, some areas that are true and some areas that are complete bullshit. Well, anyway, guys, I'm really sorry that this episode is really, really short. 15 freaking minutes. 
Hopefully next next week's episode is going to be a little bit longer, but I thought that I would do another one of these because it's been so long since I've done one. Um, but anyway, I'll see you guys next week. Bye.